Hello friends, it's Larry Quicksall and I have my lovely wife Dawn with me today. Uh, we've been up here at the farm on New Year's Day having a fun time. It's been a little bit cold. Uh, what was the temp out there today? Do you remember? I think it was 31 degrees. That's what I saw. So still freezing outside and the ground is still good and hard as we are walking around doing a few things. Um, I guess the main things we did this afternoon in coming up was uh, did a little rearranging in the machine shed, have an old RV that I wanted to get pulled in to do some work on, hoping on selling that this spring to a lady who wants to restore it, and that will free up some additional space uh, if we don't have to store it in the machine shed or having it outside. Uh, it was one that uh, I used uh, several years ago and we took a few trips with it but then the family got too big and it's just a small little RV. Um, but after that we did a little walking around uh, just kind of talking about uh, what to do with restoring the farm. Um, what are some of the things whenever you think about restoring a farmstead uh, comes to your mind? Well Today we were talking about um, bringing goats to the farm and where we might want to place them, locations that would work best for everybody. And goats is something that uh, you hadn't thought too much about for too long, but, uh, but recently you've been thinking more about it and doing some reading. What have you been learning or thinking about regarding goats and goats at our farmstead? They're escape artists, so we need to keep smarter than them. Sounds like teenagers to me. <laughs> and probably that would be a good way to describe them as being teenagers. Uh, the old saying that I've heard, and you've heard me say before, but uh, if you can throw, uh, if you throw a bucket of water at a fence and some of the water gets through, a goat can get through. And so really a lot of it depends on the size of the goats. We've talked about pygmy goats. Uh, I have a coworker Cheryl, who says, don't get them, they're evil. Um, but I haven't heard why, really, other than uh, they can be escape artists. You have to have a different kind of fencing for them. I'm excited to give it a try, though. I mean, I think we have to get toys in there. Um, for them to keep them occupied so maybe getting on the other side of the fence isn't their main focus. Yeah, I think that's one of the key things. If they see stuff on the outside of the fence that they want to mess around with, then that becomes their preoccupation. Right. Um, some of the different areas we were thinking about uh, for having the goats, some closer to where we're at, but then also looking at areas where there's a lot of brush and briars and thorns and and goats like eating that kind of stuff. So I've never heard that before, so I'm interested in seeing how that works out. <laughs> you hadn't heard about goats eating anything or Well, they I hear that they eat everything, but to clean brush up like that it will be interesting. Mm -hmm. See how it works out. I'm excited that you had said that it gets rid of the poison ivy and I'm excited about trying to clean up some of the poison ivy around here. Yeah, that's one of the dilemmas we have is um, because a lot of the ground here at the farmstead, the 20-acre piece, was in the CRP program for 25 years. Uh, poison ivy has just gone unchecked, and so we've got to get a better handle on it. Uh, my preference would be not to have to use a, a, a chemical herbicide, 
but if need be, need be, uh, because uh, we just have a lot of problems with poison ivy. You got it really bad this year. It seems to be everywhere, so yeah, we need to get a handle on that to make it more enjoyable bringing the grandkids up here. That's one of the things we're looking at doing even this weekend is bringing grandkids up and spending time with them here and letting them have fun during all the seasons. Uh, there's a river about a half a mile from the farm and wanting to take them down there and, uh, and you know, see what it's like at that particular part. Hopefully the water's not too high. Well, last year we took Camden and she had a lot of fun, so... Uh, she's a year older. She's five this year, and so we're going to bring the other cousins with and um, take them on the same adventure, and I'm sure they'll enjoy it. Just need to make sure they're good and bundled up because it's going to be a chilly day again. That's for sure. Some of the other things we were um, kind of talking a little bit about, there's a large pasture area that would be ideal in the future for having uh, some beef cattle out there. Um, milk cattle I'm not too interested in because you're really married to the cows whenever you're milking them uh, twice a day and and uh, then your your trips or vacations or other things uh, kind of go by the wayside. Um, but having some beef cattle up there, as long as we have a water source and have some uh, plenty of uh, grass and hay, for them, then I, I like that idea. We can solve that problem, just get the house started so we can live up here. Oh, <laughs> that's true. That is one of the things that we want to do that's part of our long-term plans, uh, not moving into the old farmhouse, but having, uh, it's just simply too small, uh, but having um, having our own retirement home up here. And uh, then we can have livestock and how are the grandkids going to get here well one's learning how to drive this weekend so we're <laughs> heading in i don't know i'm sure they'll find a way somehow because uh, uh they like spending time up here that's for sure that's true that's true they do enjoy that um also looking at some areas to try to have some fruit trees uh, back years ago, this farmstead, if we go back to when it was started by Marion Quicksaw around 1880, he had a large orchard, probably uh, at least four acres of of apples. I think there was two different varieties. I have the types written down. Dad had told me prior to his death uh, what types of apples they were, but they were the old style. I mean, back before there were really any hybrids. Uh, and it was, you know, the primary thing that you did with apples at that time was make apple cider uh, for drinking. And then you, you let the apple uh, cider turn into cider vinegar. Uh, and vinegar was a pretty, pretty well used uh, product on a farm for all kinds of things. Uh, but the apples just weren't necessarily good eating apples at that time. He also had pears. He had cherries. Um, during my childhood, I just remember one apple tree up here and the apples were just tiny little worthless things. Grandma would try to make a pie out of them, but these things were only the size of a golf ball and typically kind of wormy and had blotches on them and just weren't very good for much of anything. You need two trees though to make good apples. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And is it different varieties of trees? 
that you want to have? I'm not sure about that. I don't believe it needs to be. It just needs to have two apple trees. I wouldn't mind pears. Pears I really like. Um, I don't know if I could eat an old a whole tree's worth of pears. That'd be kind of scary. <laughs> well, we have a big cellar, so yeah. we can make good use of that. What would be some of the different fruit trees that you would like to to have or other fruits available here on the farmstead? I think uh, I'm ex apple trees is what I'm looking forward to. Um, I haven't really thought past apple trees because I like making applesauce and apple mm -hmm. pies and things like that. Any particular favorite varieties that you have? Mm, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Granny Smith, I know that you've bought Granny Smith apples in the past. Do you particularly like that? That's a good apple. It's got a good taste to it, yeah. Yeah. We're uh, having a little distraction. We got the three cats in the farmhouse right now, and they've been trit trotting around. They they were napping, but now they have woken up and and are running around chasing each other. So it's a it's a little bit of a distraction at this point. <laughs> Just hearing bangs in, all over the place, trying to figure out what they've knocked over next. <laughs> um. Any Oh, you are wanting to do, you have been looking at Pinterest and you have found something that's kind of interesting that I never thought about before at all. And how long have you been paying attention to this or noticing it or thinking about doing something up here with some of the old tree trunks? Why don't you tell a little bit about that? Well, I think it's been about a year that I've been throwing around the idea in my head about fairy gardens, and um, it's just getting more interesting. And now, so, what is a fairy garden? A fairy garden is just basically a um, a small version of a garden. It's got the small furniture, the small everything. You know, it just looks like a little bitty garden that you know that you can uh, put in a teacup or a small pot or something like that. And while on Pinterest, sort of getting information about this, I ran across these uh, gnome doors that you uh, attach to old tree trunks and make them look like little gnome houses. And so um, that sort of sparked some interest. And so I've been looking around at some of the stumps around here going, hmm, I wonder if I can turn that into a gnome house. I think it would be fun for the grandkids and for the Girl Scouts that come up here. They would think that would be exciting to find all the fairy houses and gnomes and things like that. And what's kind of interesting, uh, our farm is near the town of Strasbourg. And what they have done to try to set this little old German community uh, apart from the other communities in the area is they have adopted gnomes as their kind of like their mascot mm. and they have gnomes people have gnomes on their front porches or in their yards all over the town and so uh that that's kind of interesting you know oh looks sounds like a cat's playing a piano oh it was frank our cat that kind of looks like a possum uh thought he would play the piano Okay, we got the piano closed. Oh, no, it, it it adds some variety to have a cat play the piano during a podcast. <laughs> They're getting into everything, that's for sure. Maybe it's time to boot them out the door. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I, I like the idea of having, you know, whether it's little doors or... Uh, you've seen where the people will have, like, 
put eyes and a nose and a mouth on a tr- on a tree trunk. Right. And we've got, you know, quite a bit of woods around here. It'd be kind of interesting to have some of those on assorted trees just out in the woods. What do you think of that? Put them glow in the dark paint. Oh. <laughs> would scare the scare the kids. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. I like that idea. I uh, know, probably not. <laughs> no, I'm in, I just I don't know. The fairy gardens have I've been an interest for about a year, and so I want to maybe start doing some. And there's this, I ran into this trunk situation. So a stump, not really trunk. It's a stump thing. And so I want to look into doing that. I just think it'd be fun. The grandkids will get a kick out of it, you know, and the Girl Scouts that come up will think it's fun. Maybe do a scavenger hunt with them or something like that. Like that idea. Well, any other things that uh, today, I mean, we didn't have a long day working. Mostly uh, after we got done, we came in the house, cranked up the heat, and because uh, we try to keep the heat down in the house, down to around 55. Uh, don't want anything to freeze, but don't want to waste propane either. Um, had our had our supper tonight, had a, a southern traditional New Year's meal. We had cold slaw and black-eyed peas with ham and uh, the cats even ate some of that. Uh, they kind of like the the taste. I guess cats will eat anything. Sure they will. <laughs> so, well, we will sign off for today. And uh, next time we're up here, we'll do another podcast on what's the latest regarding restoring the farmstead. So we'll say good night. Good night.